Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. We welcome Red Sox President of Baseball Operations. Greg Breslow. Greg, great to see you. Thanks, Joe. Great to see you, too. Following another Twins pitcher, Dana Kicker, who was with us a few moments ago. You were the Twins twice, weren't you? I was, yes. I wasn't quite good enough for them to keep me around the first time. <laughs> and, of course, with the Red Sox as well. Call, strike, and certainly we always remember you the postseason against Tampa Bay and the Tigers in 2013. What a team that was. It was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, a great group of guys, but also, uh, obviously, with everything that had gone on in the city with the marathon tragedy, um, you know, I think it was a special relationship. McGuire lines one to the right fielder. Line of card, he had a move. He reaches up and makes the catch. McGuire had a hit his first time up, so two men down here for Blaze Jordan. Yeah, that was quite a run. Of course, it was a team that had low expectations and wound up winning it all. It's a very strong Tiger team, especially. For sure. And, uh, you know, I think it speaks to just uh, the, the value of culture and camaraderie and uh, a, a group of guys that come together and put the team ahead of any individual accomplishments. Swing and a miss by Blaze Jordan. And, you know, we, we know what people are saying right now. Maybe history can repeat itself sometimes when expectations aren't the highest. The, the team uh, supersedes them. and. Had a great year in 2013, I think, is the greatest example I've ever known. Oh, one pitch, a swing and a miss by Jordan. I try to hold up on the pitch. You know, Craig, it's early, but one of the things I remember about that team, the 2013 team, was the tone that was set in spring training, right? And you were obviously there, so you would know better than me. But you hear the players talk about that. Going through this, do you feel any similarities at all? You, you know, it's hard because... I'm, I'm not in the clubhouse every day, uh, so I'm not. There's a line drive ripped deep to left field, and it bangs off the wall. 
And holding it second after at first after a big turn is Blaze Jordan. Wow, this kid's got two rockets already, one of the top prospects in the system. Yeah, two good swings, and uh, we'll you know, bring up Anthony. So uh, pretty pretty exciting oh, you, time wait, here. You're bringing up Anthony? You're bringing up Roman? Uh, let's go. He's coming to the plate. T- right. Today. Today. Uh, right now. Okay, all right. All but, yeah, Rob, to get back to your question, you know, difficult for me to draw parallels. What I can say is, you know, the, the early feedback is that there's a different environment, a different feeling around around the work that's being done, a focus on uh, the, the development of individual players, competition, trying to get the best out of each other. Ball one to Anthony, left-hand batter, who walked his first time up, very disciplined at bat. But it's going. I always remember that team about the importance of setting the tone, and we talk about spring trainings and going through different iterations of spring training. But that spring training was the perfect example of how you can set a tone for a season. Yeah, and you know, guys were talking about duck boat parades and winning the World Series when we landed on in, in Fort Myers, and. Uh, it was there was a confidence and a tone that bordered on delusion, but ultimately it worked out. <laughs> well put. <laughs> two and zero the count to Roman Anthony. Blaze Jordan was had two rockets for hits at first base. There's a call strike. Uh, of course, you've seen all the reports on this kid who blossomed last year, his first full season. For sure, I think what. You know, obviously we can all track the performance on the field, but I think what excites the group here uh, is just the the maturity, the work ethic. Um, you know, there's a there's a confidence and assuredness to what he does, but he also tries to get better every single day and demands the best out of himself and his teammates. He takes a ball down and in three and one. He's showing very good play discipline too, and this is a veteran pitcher who's been with several organizations, 17 years in professional baseball for Jay Jackson, the pitcher. Gets the raw rookie, the 3-1, and he swings and drives a long foul to right. Wow. So, Craig, what goes into the decision to have Roman Anthony start today? Split squad. Uh, not, not a, no, but yeah, I, I don't right. know, I don't know no, if you know, uh, there's a lot of guys out there, there that are, could have played. Right? There are. And, um, you know, I think this experience, this exposure for him is great. Now, we don't want to detract from the day-to-day work. We don't want to disrupt what he needs to get done to prepare for a season, but a chance for him to come over and, you know, play in front of uh, the, the Major League team in, in this stadium. I think it's a, it's a great experience, and, and, you know, hopefully this won't be the last time. Again, he shows good discipline as he takes a breaking ball down and in for ball four. Second time he's walked on a 3-2 pitch. All right, I'm going to ask you a meat and potatoes question because I don't know how long you're going to be here for. So i got to ask you, the news last night, signing happens. Do you think this moves any the market at all? I, I don't know is my short answer. Um, you know, I think each of these decisions is unique, uh, not just because the players are, you know, there's different positions and different needs, um, but just because every everyone has different preferences. And uh, so... The best answer I can come up with is I'm not really sure. We'll find out. You're the, referring to the Bellinger Cody, signing. Yeah, I'm the sorry, Cubs. the Cody Bellinger signing. Yeah, and, and and obviously you have a unique perspective of that. Was I would imagine you weren't surprised by. No, I think uh, you know, he had a great season. Rod Snyder loops one to shallow right field. It drops down for a hit. It'll score Jordan, and Anthony goes to third. It's 6-0 Red Sox. They score when you're up here, so you got to stay. Yeah. No, I, I was going to I was gonna suggest that uh, you know, Cody had a great season for, for Chicago last year. Uh, I think there was a very strong relationship between Cody and the team, the team and Cody, Cody and his family and, and the city. Um, but there are more considerations than just, is this a place that you'd like to play? Uh, so you know, not surprised in the end, but 
certainly took yeah, uh, a talking, long time. I was talking to Michael Fulmer today, Michael Fulmer, who you had with the Cubs last year, you yeah. had with Meyer League deal, and, and he obviously has a perspective of having Bellinger on the Cubs last year, of the importance of what he was and, and how he fit that team. And, again, you would know much, you know, this it's – we all offer different perspectives, and you offer a unique one as well with them. Yeah, so I think, you know, again, it's easy for many people to see what happens on the field, and it did seem like every time uh, he came up with two outs and a runner in scoring position, he found a way to, to drive in a run. But I think more than that, uh, he was instrumental in leading the clubhouse. He was a great teammate. He was beloved, and so not surprised that he ends up back in Chicago. Foul ball strike one by Rafi with a tremendous three-run homer in the second inning after walking in the first. And he swings and fouls it out of play. We're talking how rare that is with this 44-foot wall here oh and winds goodness. blowing out to right to go deep where he did. <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody is going to question the power of Rafi Devers. <laughs> and he showed good play discipline in the first inning, taking ball four and a close pitch. Jackson deals and Rafi fouls another one to the left out of play. Huge swing there. Uh, Greg, so as we cruise here through spring training it is we all know this is a weird offseason this is a weird market there's still a ton of guys available um for you do you sense that things are changing at all in terms of asking prices or how things are going or or, or and I'm, I'm again everyone's different but are do you are people still dug in here's the 0-2 and he swings and drives one to left field down the line moving over is Waldner, and he makes the catch right along the foul yeah, line. That's a rookie move by me. Two, two outs. Never asked that question. <laughs> we'll continue in a moment. The Red Sox get one more. They lead it 6 nothing after three on the Shaws and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. Chris Murphy back out there for a second inning of work for the Red Sox. He'll lead it 6 nothing as we go to the fourth, visiting with Red Sox President of Baseball Operations, Craig Breslow. Man, do I... Do I should, are you going to force me to repeat my question? Because I can't remember. It was what a it was. long one. You should, you should have to repeat it. I, I can't be. I can't be responsible for answering it if I you mean, can't it repeat be, it. It might be formed in a more direct way. I don't know. But it's. It's. I think it was along the lines of of when when you look at the the market of these guys has has things changed at all? And we talk about you know everyone's different, but. Has, do you get the sense that things have changed at all? Well, I'm, I'm not sure we're yet seeing the implications of, you know, Bellinger signing, let's say. Uh, you know, and I think a lot has been made of the, you know, the constraints or parameters that we are aren't working under. Um, you know, I think we'll obviously continue to look at every opportunity that's out there to, to improve the team um, while ensuring that we prioritize, uh, you know, kind of the, the long-term outlook alongside the shorter-term outlook. Um, so, I don't know is the short answer, um, but you know it, w- it would be irresponsible not to find out. Well, I drive foul down the right field line, so you're still listening and talking. Basically. Yeah, I think that's a fair characterization. Well, you said a lot has been made about the parameters, but it, it seems like you have the parameters are the, the parameters are that you have availability to make moves if you need to make moves. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah, and and I think you know. We have to we have to operate in in a way that we're not sacrificing future value, given you know where we are. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not looking to improve Take improve the team. Fall um, out of play, and I think the and I think the moves that we've made thus far indicate that. Uh, you, you know, we've been in a position to um, you know to, to 
trade some of the guys on expiring contracts and bring in value that we think is going to impact our club both in 2024 and beyond. And Walter, it's a high fly ball to center field. Tough sun out there. And there's the out recorded. Anthony with a very calm there. That was that was not an easy play. Nothing's easy here oh, with this I, high sky and wind. I would wind. not want to, as Craig knows, we were both on the, in the outfield the other day <laughs> and shagging during media availability. And uh, it is not fun to stand in the outfield looking up at this sky. So. Um, no, not, not at all. We saw that in, uh, in Sarasota yesterday oh, as well. Yeah. I can't imagine trying to make the team and try to, hey, hey, can you catch a fly ball? No, not in the Grapefruit League. I can't. <laughs> Here's Brooks Lee, the former number one pick of the Twins, takes a strike. Uh, what is Anthony's best defensive position? You know, we're going to keep him in center field for as long as we can. Obviously, I'm still getting to know him, and we'll rely on guys like Brian Abraham and Paul Taboni. But, uh, you know, he's, he's young, he's athletic, he's dynamic. Um, we think he's got a chance to stick in, in center. Breaking ball for a call strike. Murphy's really got a good hook, as we saw yesterday with that Benitez kid. Yeah, no, uh, a lot has been made about the lack of maybe kind of established left-handed relief that we have in camp. But I drive the left field, the right to O'Neill who stabs it. But we have, we have a lot of guys that we think are, you know, of major league quality and capable of getting hitters out. Um, you know, we talk about Murphy and see kind of what happens uh, if, if we shorten them up a little bit and the stuff ticks up and gives them a chance to, to be effective out of the pen. So the competition for jobs, which is usually a positive. Yes. Means you have talent. Two down for Larnick, who grounded out short to first. And he takes a strike. So when you look at how this team is shaping up, and I don't know if you have a better feel for it than you did when you got to camp, and you have an idea what the exact but are you still sort of eyeing these potential additions, the same spots that you were maybe two weeks ago? You know, things things always shift a little bit once you get into camp and you see players every day and you get a sense for the work that they put in in the offseason. Um, we, we've talked a lot about not not making too much out of small sample and, and spring training performance, but I think given the information that we're able to capture now, we can get at some of the underlying characteristics. Are guys swinging the bat uh, better? Are they bigger and stronger? Have the pitch you know profiles changed at all? So uh, I think... There's another drive to center. Anthony coming on. It dives and it's off his glove. Rolls a foot or so behind him. Got a chance to get him at second base. But the throw is a little behind the bag. And into second base with Larnick. I'm sure they'll call that a double. Almost made a sensational play. Yeah, just to finish that, that thought. So the balance that we're trying to strike is understanding that we've got a lot of talent and a lot of competition here while also being mindful of, of what's not here uh, and, and whether or not there's an opportunity to add to the group. Two-down runner at second for Manuel Rodriguez, who struck out his first time up. 6-0 Red Sox here in the fourth. Great to have Craig Breslow with us here. Are you having fun? I am, actually. Uh, this is this is a great part of the season, a chance to get to know people. One of the rare moments, uh, windows in time, where most of the organization is in the same place and we can interact in person as opposed to remotely. Um, and, you know, there are so many players here. There's an opportunity to get to know somebody to watch someone swing or throw or field ground balls on you know five different fields uh concurrently so i'm trying to take as much advantage as as i can uh to meet people and establish those relationships and get a sense for the current state of the red sox one one pitch is a little dribbler up the first base side murphy off the mound has it underhand safe at first Ooh. base actually lobbed it over there overhand and he may have pulled jordan off the bag but it was a sort of a soft throw and you beat it. 
Well, Joe, I can tell you, for Craig, the peak of we I told you this the other day, the peak of your powers, or you said the peak of your powers is that 2013 run. I thought you should have been the, the series MVP, but nobody listens to me. Um, the other part of the peak of this power is the only president of, oh no, I'm sorry, chief baseball officer ever to have written for WEI.com. I was technically Craig's boss for about two weeks. <laughs> which is to say nothing about the number of people who may have read whatever oh, I had listen, written. But. I, let's just say I had to look up some words. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a Yunar Severino and he takes a breaking ball. If you, your children who are the two boys and uh, your daughter, the twin boys and your daughter, overcome their Cub fandom? <laughs> they have. Uh, there was a combination of bribery, uh, geography, loyalty, all, all of those <laughs> factors. But we've got them, and they'll be down uh, next month and very excited to, to get to know the Red Sox up close and personally. Have you gotten past the getting to sleep at night thing? I mean, it's like... I, I can't imagine. Like, the deal last night, I know it was done earlier, but the, it breaks in the middle of the night, the Bellinger deal. This is your life. This is your life now. Yeah, so I stopped, I stopped turning my phone off at night a long time ago, but now I also have to make sure my ringer's on just to, just to, be, yeah, yeah. Just to be sure that I'm not missing anything. Uh, you know, this is a, it's a 24-hour job. There's no question about that. Um, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to prioritize and deprioritize certain things along the way, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be left out if there's an opportunity to, to make the team better or information that would help make a decision. Um, so sleep is not the easiest thing to come by these days. <laughs> Swinging strike three, and that retires the side. Greg Rezzo, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the best. Great to have you uh, in this position with the Red Sox on an old great success. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Craig. After three and a half, six nothing Boston on the Shaw's and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.